wants us to know that he is bigger than what's bigger than we are. And when we attach ourselves to him, we don't have to worry about what we're going through because even though that situation may not change, we also see the Lord. Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad that you're with us today. And Pastor, I think one of the problems that many of us have when we face the trials and the struggles of life is we fail to recognize how big God is. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why we're going to start off looking at Isaiah 6, hmm. because Isaiah saw him. Wow. Yeah. What a picture of the majesty of our God. And see, the more we are able to focus in on him and his magnitude, uh, it minimizes uh, what our issues are because we see him in all of his glory. That, that's some powerful stuff. But let me just say this. Uh, I don't think I mentioned it in the message, but. Uh, it was in the year that King Uzziah died. Yeah. You know, and so here his ministry took off. Somebody had to die before he could see God hmm. like you're supposed to see God. I wonder, do our listeners have Uzziahs in their life? What uh, do you mean by that? Well, a Uzziah can be anything that obscures your vision of how big God is. Uh, it could be a person. It okay. could be a place. It could be a thing. You know, many of us, uh, you, you remember we were talking about there's still bail worshipers today. Sure. Foot bail, basket yeah. bail, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. And so, yeah, there's still bail worshipers. And so that could be, uh, I was teasing, uh, I said to some of our men uh, who went to a Bears game, I said, okay, you, you left home and you, you drove, you did a tailgate party. So now you're in three hours. Uh, you paid $125 for a ticket. You bought uh, a shirt that was $85, a hat that was $25, and two hot dogs and, and a Coke, and that's $25. Look at all that. And then you come and drop a dollar in the offering plate. There's a dead monkey on the line right. somewhere. <laughs> and, so, and so I said that to say this. That could be a Uzziah. Sure. Yeah, it, it, basically an idol. Anything that is taking the place of God That's in our right. lives, getting That's our right. eyes off of him right. onto whatever that other thing is. And and when we recognize the fact that we have these idols in our lives, how do you go about knocking down those idols? You know what? Before we say anything about that, yeah. we have to realize your problem can be your idol. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, the problem can be so... You are so absorbed with right. this thing that it has become an idol. Yeah. It yeah. can happen. And, and so what do you do? Well, very simply, you tear down idols. idols. Yeah. Well, we're going to uh, look more about what do we do? How do we handle this when our back is up against the wall in today's message? Uh, we are uh, in this short series looking at Second Chronicles chapter 20. But today we're starting off in the book of Isaiah. Here is Pastor Ford. In the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 6, very familiar passage of scripture. You could all quote it with me. He says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I also saw the Lord high and lifted up. 
And so when you look at what's going on with Isaiah, now we don't know whether uh, they just had a kinship, a friendship, but we're certain that they had a tight relationship. Uh, Uzziah was a king that was like uh, the FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt of Israel. Uh, they were and had been subjugated and dominated. He came along and made the country great again. Uh, he brought together an army of a little over 300,000 men. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, he was the one who invented for the Israeli armor, body armor. Uh, yeah, so he gave all of his soldiers Kevlar. Amen. Uh, so it goes back to the days of old. And so he did so many things in Israel. He was a great king. Uh, but now he has died. And so Isaiah uh, has either lost kinship, friendship, but at least he knows he's lost a relationship. And, and so uh, he says, in the year that he died, I saw also the Lord. Here's what Isaiah is saying. When the outlook looks bleak, try the uplook. That's what he was trying to say. He said, I also saw the Lord. In other words, here's a difficult situation. This is a situation uh, that, that God is not going to reverse. But he says, I need you to understand that even when God does not change your situation, God will change you in the midst of your situation. So even though he's dead, I also saw the Lord high and lifted up. See, here's what he wants uh, us to understand. I, I fly a lot, and uh, what I do, uh, uh, Brother White, is this. Uh, when I'm down uh, midway or, or, or here, I'm in that plane. Anybody ever fly before you fly? Okay, amen. Uh, I'm in that plane, and everything around me is congested. But whenever I fly, and we get about 2,000 feet, you can still see uh, everything that's down there. But you know what? It's a whole lot smaller from up here than it is when you're down here. Okay, you ain't, you ain't tracking with me. I ain't talking about airplanes. I'm talking about our situations. When our back is up against the wall, when we're down in the midst of the situation, everything looks bleak. It looks like we have no hope. But whenever we elevate ourselves, as it were, as we begin to come into the presence of the Lord and see him high and lifted up, we ought to have a different perspective on our problem. See, it's different when you're in it from when you're over it. And so what God wants us to do is he doesn't want us to stay in it. He wants us to get over it. He wants us to know that he is bigger than what's bigger than we are. And when we attach ourselves to him, we don't have to worry about what we're going through because even though that situation may not change, we also see the Lord. And so what did you see that made everything so smaller? Uh, he saw Sam. Say, what do you mean? He saw the sovereignty of God high and lifted up. He saw the authority of God seated on the throne. He saw the majesty of God and the cherubim and the seraphim cry, holy, 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 Lord God almighty. See, sometimes what you got to do is praise your way up. Sometimes you got to understand uh, that God dwells in the midst of the praises of his people 
and when you really see him, everything grows dim in the light of his glory and his grace. I dare you that sometimes what you're going through, to lift your hands up and say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I give you glory. You're worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And you're going to see the situation won't change, but you will change and that you will be with God looking over your situation rather than in the midst of your situation. Give God some praise in his house. Hmm. Now, I, I, I got to tell you this, I don't want to do it, uh, but where did he see him high and lifted up? In church. He was in church. I said he was in the temple. Yeah, see, I know y'all don't want me to go there. That, all that, everybody's praying. Yeah, as soon as I said in church, he got quiet. Because you know where I was going with it, don't you? Yeah, because some of you have missed what God has planned for you because you miss church. Last week, we gave out the, 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 the dynamic dollar. Thank you all. Uh, some of you, when you leave, the ushers are in the back, and you give the dynamic dollar. And every time we get 2000 2500 uh, 2000 or 2500 we, we pass it out. So last week, we passed out $2,000. I got a call. I got a call. Yeah, I got a call. And he said, I heard you passed out money uh, Sunday. Uh, yeah, well, we passed it out. Yeah, well, I missed church. I said, well, you missed the money. He said, wait, wait, pastor, I need the money. I said, but you're unemployed, so you can't tell me you didn't come to church because you was at work. So was you sick? I can't tell that lie. Okay, well, I'm glad you can't. See, if you would have been here, then you would have got the money. You missed your blessing because your blessing was in church. Amen. He said, when's the next time you're going to pass it out? I said, I ain't telling you. Yeah. Well, I know how to get some people to church. <laughs> Amen. And he was here this morning. And so, I'm being serious about it. Maybe. How many of you know that there have been times uh, when you come in burdened, and it wasn't the, the sermon, sometimes it was, but somebody was nice to you, or somebody smiled at you, or somebody hugged you, or somebody broke you off a little piece, or somebody gave you a verse, or somebody walked up and said, God just told me to tell you everything is going to be all right. Or the choir sang a song, or the praise team, or the band uh, began to do some things that made you say, I feel better than when I came in here because of, of the way they grooving and moving. Yeah, Lord, you said that you'll take everything to praise you. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. Yeah, so Isaiah says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I also saw the Lord high and lifted up. In the year that Big Mama died, I also saw the Lord high and lifted up. In, in the year I lost my job, I also saw the Lord high and lifted up. In, when they diagnosed uh, it as cancer, in the year they diagnosed it as cancer, I also saw the Lord high and lifted up. In the year that my spouse gave me divorce papers, 
I also saw the Lord high and lifted up. And so what happens? His focus is on Yahweh and not just him, but we've been studying that passage where Jehoshaphat was focusing in on God. He's got three enemies that's coming after him. And remember last week, I told you they were all relatives. Uh, but I tell you, they didn't like each other. And it isn't amazing that there are people who don't like each other, but they'll all come together because they all don't like us. Oh, y'all don't know what I'm talking about. You ain't never been on a job with some other religions and everybody gangs up on you as a Christian. <laughs> yeah, they always jump on the Christian. You want to know why? Because we the only ones that have the truth. Ain't that right, General? That's why. <laughs> Amen. This is Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., a message called When Your Back is Up Against the Wall. And we'll continue this look at 2 Chronicles chapter 20 in just a few moments. You know, if you miss part of a broadcast, you can always listen online at treasuretruthradio.org. You can stream programs, download MP3s, or order copies of this broadcast on CD. Also, you can connect with Pastor Ford and see the different books that he's written. He's uh, authored a number of books, especially in marriage and relationships, and you can find those when you click on the Books by Pastor Ford link. Just come to our website, treasuretruthradio.org. Let's get back to the message. Again, here is Pastor Ford. And so we said then, uh, when God wants to do something spectacular, uh, he chooses the difficulty. When he wants to blow your mind, he chooses an impossibility. Now they're in an impossible situation. It's three against one. Their backs are against the wall. And he tells us what to do when our backs are against the wall. We saw, first of all, last week, and I can't push them. I'm just going to drop them. Uh, we saw you focus on the person of God, just like Isaiah did. You focus on the person of God. What did he do? In verses three through five, we saw uh, he sought the father. He set a fast. He stood with the faithful. Oh, what a beautiful, beautiful way to start getting your back off of the wall. Here's the second one. Verses six through 13. That's all we have time for today. Fervency in prayer to God. He's saying when your back is up against the wall, you focus on the person of God, but you be fervent in prayers to God. You need some hot, passionate prayer. You do not need this formal, staid, starched prayer. Because when you're in trouble, you ain't have time for all of that. Peter was sinking, and he didn't say, Oh, thou God that dwelleth in the heights of the heaven, thou art immutable, thou art. No, what did he say? Lord, save me! A noun, a verb, and a, sometimes that's all you got time for, a noun, a verb, and a pronoun. And so, and so here now, nothing will make you pray like trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because trouble will drive you to your knees or it will drive you out of your mind. Yeah, trouble, uh, aren't you glad that when you get down on your knees and pray to your God, you get an answer? Wouldn't it be amazing if God had call waiting? What if he had caller ID? And he said, here you come again. You don't come to me until something happened. Oh, oh, okay. Here's, here's what happened if God had voicemail. You call, you get the voicemail. Thank you for calling heaven. 
For English, press one. For Spanish, press two. For all other languages, press three. Please select one of the following options. Press one for requests. Press two for thanksgiving. Press three for complaints. Press four for all others. I'm sorry, all the angels and saints are busy helping other sinners right now. <laughs> However, your prayer is important to us and we will answer it in the order it was received. Please stay on the line. If you'd like to speak to God the Father, press one. Jesus the Son, press two. The Holy Spirit, press three. To find the loved one that's been assigned to heaven, press five, then enter his or her social security number, followed by the pound sign. Yeah. For reservations to heaven, please enter John, followed by the numbers 316. For answers to nagging questions about dinosaurs, life, and other planets, please wait until you arrive in heaven for the specifics. Our computers show that you've already been prayed for today. Please hang up and call again tomorrow. The office is now closed for the weekend to observe religious holidays. If you are calling after hours and need emergency assistance, please contact your local pastor. Thank you and have a heavenly day. Aren't you glad that that doesn't happen? Yeah. Amen. And so he's fervent in prayer. Now get this, get this. It's just not anything because I want you to see what he's doing in this prayer. In this prayer, he expects the protection of God. He exposes the providential rule of God. He expresses the partnership of God. He exalts the person of God and he extols the power of God. He does all five of those. So I'm saying when your back is against the wall and you are praying, it needs to be fervent. It needs to be fiery and it needs to have all of these elements. What's the first one? Here it is. He expects the protection of God. Listen to what he says in verse six and said, O Lord, our God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nation? And in your hand is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of the land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever? Stop. You see what he's saying? He's saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I've been reading my Bible. And everywhere I read in my Bible, you tell me you are the sovereign God, that you are omnipotent, that you are omnipresent, that you are the creator of everything, that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. You told us that you control everything. Isaiah saw you high and lifted up. Moses saw you as fire in a bush, and on and on it goes. You were with Daniel in the lion's den. Now we need you, Lord. Live up to what you said. Are you not? That's the expectation of God doing something. God, we need protection. We expect to be protected. See, see, you just don't understand what he's doing. He's saying, wait a minute, let me get this straight. Aren't you the one who said? Okay, let me see if I can make it, make it plain for you. Um, uh, I do these marriage seminars all over the country, all over the world now. And so uh, uh, my sugar babe goes with me. And so I always like to let people know, you know, that she's there and how long we've been married and everything. And, you know, that look good when you're talking about marriage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
And uh, so, you know, I, I'll do things like I'll say, yeah, and this is my sugar baby. I'll take out my wallet. I'll throw in my wallet. Yeah, she can have everything I, everything I got. I do this. I do that. I do this. I do that. You know, so, so let me tell you what she does, Sister White. <laughs> she told me, she said, she said, uh, in this dining room, you know, I'm tired of the way it looks. I want to get a couple, maybe four, for, for one each quarter, and I'm going to put different things here and blah, blah, blah. And I say, baby, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. She said, every time we go to these seminars, you be talking about I can get anything and everything I want. You get me this. You get me that. You throw me your wallet. You don't keep your money in your wallet. <laughs> and then she says something like, you know what? When I get to church, I think I got a testimony. <laughs> what kind of, uh, yeah, I'm just going to testify, you know, that, yeah, my husband says this, but, and, and, and I say, go ahead, get whatever you want, girl. Go ahead, get whatever you want. Get whatever you want. In other words, what she's saying is this. You say this. Don't say it if you don't mean it. Because I'm going to hold you accountable for it. And, and that's what we need to say. He says, are you not? Are you not? And I, I went down and I looked at each one of those are nots. And uh, notice what he says. Uh, are you not the God in heaven and rule over all the kingdoms and the nations? Are you not the one that? So he says, you're sovereign. Uh, you have strength. Uh, you're able uh, to, 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 to strike down everybody. Now I want to see you do it. Man, that's prayer at its best. You know what's wrong with us? Let me tell you what's wrong with us so I can move on. You know what I think is wrong with us as Christians? You know, we always mealy-mouth in God, and we're so afraid of the prosperity gospel that we don't think God prospers people. We really don't. And I always tell you, prosperity gospel is not incorrect. It's just incomplete. That's all it is. And so it's like God wants us to ask for more than the crumbs. Lord, just give me the crumbs from your table. Lord, just give me the t crumbs from your... That's why we got so many crummy Christians. Yeah, no, no, no. No, we can't go to God with a ghetto mentality. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford, a message called When Your Back is Up Against the Wall. It's from 2 Chronicles chapter 20, and we'll continue this teaching next time. Really want to know where he goes next, don't you? If you want to make sure you don't miss it, you can always come to the website and sign up to begin podcasting the program. That's uh, treasuretruthradio.org. While you're there, you can also go back and listen to any program that you may have missed, or you'll find links there to the Moody Radio app. The app is free, and it's available for Apple and Android products, and it's a great way to listen to Treasured Truth on the go, you know, whenever it fits your schedule. But whether you listen online, on the app, through the podcast, or over the air or through the radio, we're glad that you've connected with us, and we'd love to know how God is using Treasured Truth in your life. If Pastor Ford's teaching is making a difference in your life in some way, maybe it's helped heal a marriage relationship, get another relationship back on track, get your finances in order, or even introduce you to the person of Jesus to the point where you've come to a saving knowledge of Him, we would love to know your story. You can always give us your feedback and share your story with us by visiting the contact page of our website and let us know how God has used this program in your life. 
come to treasuredtruthradio.org and click on the contact link and share your story right there. Again, that's at treasuredtruthradio.org and click on contact. Thanks for doing that and for listening today. Also want to say thanks to our producer, Amy Rios, for Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasured Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.